Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 31. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. Welcome to another episode of Success IQ Podcast. Today we have a, another great guest, Stephen Hobb, who's speaking and calling in all the way from Calgary. Steve, I've known Steve for a long time. He's a bundle of fun. He likes a laugh. And any photograph you will see with him is generally involving a hat of some sort. Um, but what um, Steve specializes in is the organization of work and legacy. And he's a mentor, a speaker, an author, and a facilitator. And Steve, I just want to say welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. It's a, it's, a, it's a real joy to have you on, and thank you very much for joining us. Steve, could you just tell us a little bit about your journey to this point right now? All right. Well, I'm going to start in 1987 on a road in Uganda, Eastern Africa, where I met a soldier who came up to the window of my vehicle, which was stopped at a roadblock, and pointed a Kalashnikov machine gun through the open window and it touched the tip of my nose. <laughs> wow. And I went through um, about three minutes of interaction with the soldier. Um, I could not speak uh, the soldier's language, nor um, could the soldier speak my language. So it was all being translated and interpreted through my driver. Um, what I was doing, though, is I was actually pushing the gun barrel away from the front of my face to the side because... I'm, I'm thinking I'd rather lose my hearing than my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> right? And But the gun would pop back in front of my nose again, and then I started to notice it was starting to wobble a little, and I was pushing away, back it would come, push away, back it would come, answering the questions. It was all this, you know, high-paced kind of activity that's going on, and it all took place in three minutes because the soldier then said to my driver, um, okay, go. And so we were um, leaving and I'm looking through the, the side mirror of the vehicle and I said to my driver, I said, how old was that soldier? And he said, well, she was probably about 15 or 16. Wow. So it was a young woman, 15, 16 years of age. I was in her workplace. Um, the reason the gun was wobbling was because it was so heavy she couldn't hold it up, um, you know, for the three minutes. But she had to hold it up because she was saving face with all the other soldiers who were around her because they were laughing at her, actually, when they started to notice the gun gun was wobbling. So it was all this interaction and this young woman, and I said to myself at that point in time, I said, I'm going to find ways to organize work so that no young person would ever have to pick up a machine gun and point it at someone in their workplace or even in their life as a whole. So it was at that point in time that that soldier became my three-minute mentor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. And and so from from there, how um, you know what is taking you to the? Because you've done all sorts of things and you've written books, uh, uh, you know, a few books as well. What is what is carried on propelling you apart from that? That obviously that. 
experience, which is a an unbelievable experience. What has kept you um, moving forward with that 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 passion and that um, level of uh, desire to inquire and 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 move forward on that? Right. Well, it's this fascination with the organizational work. And I've been in a lot of different workplaces because I've had the pleasure of working on six or seven continents. So I've just got Antarctica to go, and I'll do that probably in 2018. And I've been in all different kinds of organizations um, where work is unfolding in, in different ways. Some of them um, where people are engaged, other places where people are not engaged. And I just been writing, as you mentioned, around how do I help managers and leaders and business owners and entrepreneurs organize their work so that they can um, achieve what they've set out to achieve, which I believe is a legacy story, a legacy contribution, Hmm. um, and or just to be able to serve the the customers and clients that that they're working with. And so I've just been finding ways to to do that, I've been creating tools and and techniques to explore. Some have worked, and some haven't, and mm-hmm. um, just kept going and, and moving forward. But it's always been this fascination about how we organize the work that we do. Mm. And and for you, has there been whether you're working from a, a large organizational point of view or to the entrepreneur? Is there are there common common skills or common traits that you can that that you have identified in that yes and there are more similarities than there are differences and most people want to put them on the different scale i'd rather put them on the uh, the similarities and how you can learn from each other because really people are people and every person that you interact with has a hierarchy of values and if you know what that hierarchy of values is, then you can tap into their heart. And when you can tap into their heart using their words, then so much more can get done. And that's employees, customers, uh, doesn't volunteers, it doesn't matter because we're all working with, uh, with people. And so being able to really pay attention to that is, um, is so important. And, and if I could, to be able to, to help that, I'd just like to take a look at what work means if I could, because I think... Mm. Um, David White, who was um, a poet in the United States, and he wrote a book, um, um, uh, Crossing the Unknown Sea. Yeah, Crossing the Unknown Sea. And he said work is um, an opportunity for discovering and shaping the place where the self meets the world. So let me just say that again. An opportunity. So we work. We have opportunities. And it's a place for discovering and shaping the place, the where we're going to work together, so that yourself actually meets the world, and I just so appreciated that mm-hmm. that definition of work that it's sort of been a, a theme. And obviously, corporations, charitable organizations, government, education—they're all places of work, and mm-hmm. it's where the self meets the world, and. Um, I'm always curious about how to shape that and discover what that means for a person. So there's more similarities and differences, Jeff. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I love that. I love that because then it's 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 just that 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 is man. What's the what that book is called? Cross Crossing the Unknown Sea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I and will. I think the subtitle 
is something about work pilgrimage. Um, okay. Work is a pilgrimage of identity. There we go. Wow. Okay. I had uh, to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the other things you, you sort of briefly gone, which I'd like to look uh, look into a little bit more, if I may, is legacy. So for you, what is what is that driver for you about legacy? What to you does legacy mean in order for you to really be um, to look into this and want to support people in developing it? Well, I again, I, I have this curious nature. So if you if you hear me say I'm fascinated or I'm curious, that's just who I am. So yeah. I, I was curious as because I'm getting into my 60s now. Um, but it, while I was in my fifties, I was starting to think about, hang on a minute, what is it that I'm doing for the world rather than being in the world? What am I doing for the world? And I started to play around with words and the legacy came to me. I started exploring what legacy meant and I came to define it as legacy is the useful what's that you gift others so that they can learn something from your lived experience. So again, let me just break that down. The useful what's are, how do you use your time, effort, and money? Yeah, are you a philanthropist and you give money or do you volunteer? Um, is the work that you're directed towards making something better in the world, better for the world? Right. So that's your useful what's, time, effort, and money. Hmm. But the key word here is gift, not give, but gifted. In other words, you consciously decide that you're going to gift this to others so they can learn something from your lived experience. And so I started to go, well, well, I guess that's really not a dying concept. It's a living concept, isn't it? Hmm. And I went, well, how can I help people live from their legacy? If they have a legacy contribution, legacy projects, legacy business, how can they live from it? And then I just started interviewing people and writing about it and just exploring it because that's, you know, a really important element of, of my life now. Mm. And what what has been your your biggest, um, the biggest thing you've identified when you've spoken to people about that legacy and, and working with people to carry on, whether it's a company or whether it's uh, a a charitable thing or whether it's a cause what's been that biggest thing that you've identified with that well most people do not associate legacy with the living concept in other words you live from it mm. a lot of people think of legacy as more like the eulogy that you get when you're you've passed away and people are talking about you and i'm going heck i'd rather give them things to talk about than they just make things up yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so so with 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 that do you find that that is also does that cross into the entrepreneurial side and the and the corporate side because obviously from a corporate point of view do do they leave a legacy for the next board of directors or are they leaving or is that a different type of thing or does it is an entrepreneur teaching you know, doing something in their way to in order for them to pass a legacy on? I think it's all of those examples, actually, Jeff, because okay. the, the, the idea of the legacy is that gift that you give others so they can learn something from your lived experience. And if you're a manager leader, then the lived experience is how did people experience you? Hmm. And you gift how you manage and lead. 
the business and how you deal with your customers and clients. It's how they experience you. What did they learn from you? And are you being purposeful in how you're structuring your business? And in terms of um, you can take things from people, but what are you what are you giving uh, you know, for the world in, well, charitable organizations are sort of set up that way already. But, yeah. You know, sometimes charities don't quite get it either. Um, governments, the same thing. Um, education institutions. I think when we're more purposeful in our, what we gift to others to be in service for the world, that's when legacy really starts to um, well up in you and make you well as well. Hmm. And is and is there a do you have a process or is there something that you um, that you have in order to share with people to sort of identify with that? Or is it kind of like just something that comes from the core of that individual themselves? Well, a great question, because I have a program called Legacy Word for the World. Ah. And I've been able to figure out that within each person is a word that in a sense, encapsulates, envelops, um, energizes um, that gifting that you're going to do for the world. And that word, if it was taken away from you, you would feel like you had a hole in your heart. And Mm -hmm. I have this activity, and then how does that play itself out? How do you then express it? Mm -hmm. Some people do it through books. Some people do it through videos. Others might do it through their acting. Others do it through their managing and leading. Wow. There's all different ways to express it. Okay. So it's a word that that if it was taken away, how would they feel? And that's kind of like how they can, how they can connect with what their legacy would be. Yeah, it connects back to uh, the legacy because what I'm able to do is formulate what are called the I believe statements. Okay. And when you can get to the point of writing your I believe, which is different than I am, but yes. write your I believe mm. um, statements about, you know, your, your life and your living or and or your business. And people can read those what you believe uh, to be true, um, to be of value, to be of worth, um, to be of usefulness, then people get a an opportunity to really get to know who you are. Right? Wow, yeah. Is, is that because from a belief point of view, it's a deeper level of identity than just I am? Or is it, how does that work? Well, the I am statements certainly declare, you know, what you're, what's moving forward for mm. you. But that belief, that, that deeper belief um, presentation says to people, oh, okay, I get a sense of what that person believes. Um, do I line up with that? And if you line up with that, then there is that uh, synergy that takes place, that um, synchronicity um, as well. And um, people will hone in because, again, um, when you use the words of the person, you touch their heart. Mm. When you use your words, you touch their head. And I attribute that to Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you, I know from a, from even from a coaching point of view, even, especially when I was learning um, hypnotherapy and that sort of thing, when they taught you to t- when they taught you to speak, it was it was you got a much better connect connection with your um, your patient or client, however you want to call them, when you start when you listened and used their language, 
you you mm-hmm. were able to bond with them in a deeper in a deeper set. Yeah, and with listening, I actually call it direct response listening. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because there's a response to the listening, but it has to be direct response to that listening, and that's an important element. And most people usually listen. Um, not from a, a perspective of what the person said, but trying to figure out their response to what they think is being said. Yeah, yeah. That you've got to sound like shut down your noise and just allow them to communicate. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Hi, Jeff here. Great news. I wanted to invite you to join my Facebook group. Whether your goals are business or life orientated, this group is perfect for you. Join a community of like-minded people who want to create and live an exceptional life and develop their Success IQ. Visit www.successinstigators.com today. Okay, so we're back now. Second part of the show is, as usual, I get an opportunity to ask some questions to our guests and find out what common threads flow through them. It's, um, It's the usual eight questions. So, Steve, are you ready? I was ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question number one is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Oh, time. It's happening all the time. Uh, I don't really separate it out. Oh, going to go read this book. Oh, going to go watch the video. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, it just, I just weave it in because my writing and drawings and all that just weave it all together. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, question number two is what is your favorite person development book and why? And it doesn't have to be a traditional person development, but it's just something that's really helped you grow. Can I give two? Of course you can. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to go back to the time of meeting that soldier back in Uganda in 1987. Um, I was in a house where there was a whole uh, bookshelf of books and I was scanning them to figure out a book I wanted to read. And you'll have to believe me, but I, I came by a book called the Aquarian conspiracy by Marilyn Ferguson written back in the late seventies, early eighties. And the book literally sort of fell towards me. So I said, okay, I'm going to read this one. (laughs) And it was just a really wonderful eye opener because it was one of the first books written into the, uh, the personal development movement that was coming out in the 70s and 80s. Okay. The second book that I read was um, called Web of Life by Fitchoff Capra. And the book was really about ecological literacy or about the use of nature-based practices and principles to organize your life, to organize your business. And both of those were just basically foundational pieces. And if they were stepping stones, they are ones that I just kept using for and keep using as I move forward. That's an, that's an, that, that, that last one, because I'm, I'm struggling to pronounce the last name, even though you've just said it. Um, but so what, what kind of things was that book about? So it was about the way nature organizes itself and how you can use that. What sort of things did you get from that? Yes, it's the notion of, uh, we always talk about networks, but there's networks in nature. Mm. There are systems in nature, ecosystems. Mm. And from that, I started to figure out things like, well, there's no straight lines in nature. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm. There's no straight lines. And yet what we as humans do is try to create straight lines. Yeah. A to B, 
yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. And yeah. it doesn't work that no. way, right? So, <laughs> no, but either. those are just a couple of the things, yes. Okay. Now, I don't know whether you actually have a favorite app that you use, but if you have one, which, what is it? Okay. I'm, I'm going to go. It's a game app. Okay. <laughs> and it's called Sudoku. Okay. It's, it's the one with the numbers game, and you got to put your numbers so that rows and columns and yeah. squares all match up. Okay. And the reason I chose that is because it works with numbers, and I tend to work with words. So it's fun to go over and work with the numbers okay. and see and see patterns. I yeah. see patterns with words, but to have fun with patterns with numbers. So it would be the Sudoku game, yeah. Cool, excellent. Okay. okay. Uh, question number th- uh, four is, what's your biggest business mistake, and what did it teach you? <laughs> Don't build a business on credit cards. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay and don't build your your life on credit cards yeah. it it doesn't work um i know because i have had that collapse around me mm. uh, the biggest learning was that you don't have to sort of go outside of what it is that you earn because if you do what you uh, enjoy to do and you do it in a way of service mm. then what you will receive will more than make up for it. Uh, sometimes I was just a little too quick, yeah. and uh, that got me into the credit card game, and then that took me down. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a momentary satisfaction until you get the bill. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then the bill, and the bill is just keeps on giving. You oh know? yeah, it does. Yeah, it, <laughs> he's always like giving you that little bit more. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so question number five is what are your challenges in balancing work and life and how do you manage them? Well, the, the, I'm going to frame that in the following is that work is part of life. Mm-hmm. Just as there's volunteerism, leisure, and your own personal health. Mm-hmm. So those four aspects make up life. So the challenges for me is not so much the separation and, you know, I have a life and then I go to work. I, I weave them all together. You'll hear me use that word. Hmm. But the challenges is um, there's something called a, a phrase that some people use, and it'll go something like this. Squirrels. Yes. In other words, you get distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My challenge, I get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I I love doing so many different kinds of things. Um, so my challenge is to stay focused and uh, to get the things done rather than just start them. Yeah, and how do you how do you assist to maintain your focus? Well, one of the things is um, the notion of that priority list that you use that you can sort of guide your day. Mm. Um, I'll use that. Um, I also now um, I use um, a lot of blank paper and I draw things up mm. and if you were to look in my room right now I have a cloth over top of my TV and I've got different pages up on it so I'm actually my TV is now my priority list so I'm not watching TV I'm watching my priority list oh wow okay okay that's one <laughs> way of doing it yeah. actually sometimes just a piece of paper can be more interesting than what's on telly 
So, uh, and that's what's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, question number six is, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Hmm. Well, there's so many, but I'll, I'm going to do two quick. Okay. One is that while people share what they think are insights with you, in other words, they have an opinion, not all of those opinions are truth. And so don't listen to them. Listen to yourself. Take what you think is the best of that opinion, but don't take it all necessarily. If you get enough people saying the same thing over and over again, then you could take a look at it. But the other thing would be is go grab a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Seek out, involve yourself, have a mentor in your life. Um, which is a little bit different than a coach, uh, mm-hmm. but the mentors, when they travel with you, they're their guide on the ride, and those are so valuable. Like my three-minute mentor I had in Uganda, even though she doesn't know it, she uh, she's, she was a guide on my ride. So yeah, I think I think that's it's a good point because it's you know you've got to, you've got to look, and it's not always grab the first one that comes along. It's take your time to really look for them because it's it's finding that right relationship because mentors mm-hmm. it's it's finding the right mentor for the right thing as well you're not just jumping yeah, so, in isn't it yeah for sure and sometimes mentors offer you opinions but it doesn't mean it's truth either yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> absolutely yes pay attention to that one yes exactly i know i know that i've had my i've had my fair run-ins with mentors over the years oh there you go (laughs) (laughs) okay so question number seven is is what is your personal definition of success oh okay that one that one's easy it's um achieving my legacy brilliant okay okay so i have i have i have a a legacy project that i'm working on so achieving that is what is my success and can you share that that or is that something very personal to you or no, uh, it's actually going to be coming out in the form of what I call a movement. Okay. It's uh, it's about children and trees mm-hmm. and how to establish a bond between children and trees um, so that uh, the, the children have access to the trees like as a place to write under, mm-hmm. right? And the, the trees have the, the right to shade. So I call it right to shade, but it's W-R-I-T-E. Oh, nice play on and, words. Uh, yeah, I and then there's something called the Great Green Wall of Africa that I'm exploring as a possible connection to fund through my um, my legacy story, my legacy project. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Okay. Okay. So question eight is the life lesson question. So it's based on things that I've learned through my recovery and starting my business. And basically, I ask every guest to pick a number between one and 50 And whatever that number lands on, it links to a lesson. And when we, and we'll talk about that lesson, but what will, it's okay for you to disagree because it's a lesson. So that lesson Mm -hmm. may be slightly different to you. So pick a number between one and 50, please, Steve. I'm going with 37. 37 is always help others. (laughs) How ironic. Um, (laughs) So. So of course you know it's it's this thing you know I'm a I'm a you know we're mentors uh, whether it's being coaching or whether it's just being someone that just wants to help and I think it's that for me there's that 
um, higher level of reward just wanting to be there and support people. And I'm just wondering what you think. Well, certainly um, help is is one of the things that we can do for people. We have to remember um, that we're not getting down in the hole with them if we're helping them. Absolutely. If we're up yeah. giving them the opportunity to get out of that hole, then mm-hmm. help is great. But if you use words like guide and mentor where help is, you mm-hmm. know, is that you guide others and mentor others mm-hmm. and uh, even coach others, instruct mm-hmm. others, then I think we're, we're in the same, uh, we're in the same playing field. Mm, yeah. And it's, it, it's that, it's that willingness. Cause you know, it's, it's an amazing rewarding thing, supporting others. Mm-hmm. And you know, it can be so enriching, not necessarily from a financial point, but from that point of it, you know, you, we talk about legacy. To for me, it's the fact is is that when you're helping people, it's something that you can be remembered for and by. Mm-hmm. And oh, for sure, yeah. And it's it's just that thing is you know the more the more you can get out there and think and remove the act of of um, what's in it for me, and just mm-hmm. go out there and support others can be an extremely cathartic and um enriching experience well if you go back into the definition of legacy and you just use the word again i'm very purposeful in the use of the word gift Mm. to gift others Mm. um because sometimes we just i'll i'll give this i'll help the person but actually it's not what they really need from you Mm -hmm. what they may just need is just that look and a wink Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be okay, um, you know, just to, to to sit there and be with them and mm-hmm. just be in the quiet. Um, yeah. Sometimes we have to really pay attention to what that gift is yes. that you're giving to the person when you're helping. Yeah, and you're so right. Sometimes silence can be the best present of all. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like kids just, shh, there's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be, it can be, it can be such an amazing gift to be supportive where you don't have to say anything. You're just there for that person who needs the the companionship or the company at that moment yes. in time in need. Yes. Steve, thank you very much for for joining me on the show. It's been an absolute pr- pleasure. Um, could you tell the audience how they could find out more about you, how they could connect with you, please? Oh, for sure. Well, one of the best ways is through my website. It's called wealthmovement.com. Let me share with you the spelling, W-E-L-L-T-H, movement.com. And uh, wealth is about well-being and well-living. And uh, so wealthmovement.com. And if you go to um, the navigation bar tab, it says start here. It will give you four opportunities uh, to learn a little bit more about what I do. And certainly if you check the Life Extraordinary Experiences tab, you'll get to a place where you can actually get a free download of a book um, about insights about living from your legacy. Fantastic. Brilliant. That would be the best place. And then you can always find me on, uh, if you're into Twitter, um, it's Wealth Learning, W-E-L-L-T-H Learning is my Twitter handle. And, um, And then just reach out if you need to. Go back through Jeff. He can give you some other ways to get to me um as well i won't clog it up with a whole bunch of media yeah we'll bung, <laughs> I'll bung with those two <laughs> i'll bung everything on the show notes for you Steve, so at least somewhere yeah. in some way they can get 
they can get through to you. Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you very much for coming and joining me on the show, and I wish you the greatest success. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to to suggest that we have on the show, or perhaps you want to give me feedback of, uh, of what you think about the show, then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk. I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better. So if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life, then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.